everyone, and welcome back to the Errors of Christ podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us for another week. I am Pastor Megan. And I am Pastor Paige. And we are on Taylor and Jesus's next yes. era. Yes, yes. And that is? The era of Red, the album Red, more specifically. Yeah. If you're watching, you will see that Pastor Paige and I are in a lot of Red today. There's a lot of Red, which, of course, is the color for yes. the album yes. Red. And this album uh, encompasses a two-year period mm -hmm. from 2012 to 2014. Yes. And this time in Taylor's life is transitional, right? It is, yeah. We see here her moving from country to pop mm -hmm. uh, in the whole album. There, We see both, country yeah. and pop. Uh, and we also find her feeling more secure in who she is. Who she is yes using her voice more yeah speaking about some things that are going on in her life mm -hmm. major events major events major events people places and things yes and she said about this era in this album that somehow it all fit together in the end yes it did it did and, yeah you know she would have been what early mid-20s i think so here and if we think back on that time in our lives right mm -hmm. somehow it all it together it did yeah in the end yeah. so as she's this was her second re-record right it was yeah this one um because as i was listening to it i was like i feel like these tracks should say from the vault mm -hmm. because something you will find on taylor's re-records it will say taylor's version after the song mm -hmm. and then if it's from the vault it will say taylor's version from the vault right from which, the vault which are tracks she recorded for the album originally but they didn't make the final cut Yes. And um, as she said, this record is finally a complete record. It's mm -hmm. what she wanted it to be all along. So we get 30 tracks yeah. on this album, included 20 songs from the deluxe edition of Red, okay. the 2012 charity single Rowan, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later, the 10-minute long version of All Too Well. Mm -hmm. We will also talk about that yes. one a little bit. And then Swift's own recordings of two songs that she wrote, but then gave sold to two other mm -hmm. bands. Um, and that's Better Man and Babe. And then we get the six other unreleased from the vault tracks. And we get a we get four um ones with guest vocalists. Right. Collaborations. Collaborations, yes. Um, so this record is, as she says in all of her interviews. Mm -hmm. It's finally complete. It's finally the album that I wanted to release in 2012. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that's really neat about watching her, following her mm -hmm. as she does these re-records yeah. is she is looking back on her own story. She is. Right? Yeah. She's looking back on who she was nine, you know, 11 to nine years ago. Are yeah. getting the math right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and if we can look back too right mm -hmm. and as we've listened to the albums we've picked verses for them yeah from when we would have first listened to it right and then when we do our re-listen of the re-release right so as i listened to this one it's not i wasn't as familiar with red same in 2012 i started seminary okay and you know, I realized I didn't listen to a lot of music then, mm -hmm. right? I just didn't have time. I was yeah. busy learning all the things. Yes. And yeah. being in school again after I'd been out for almost a decade, right? Mm -hmm. So 
I wasn't as familiar with the album. So instead of thinking necessarily about what I remember from the first listen, which is what I've shared in the last couple, yeah, I took this as an opportunity to look back on who I was in yeah. 2012. Mm-hmm. And that influenced what my opening verse. Okay. So I was not 22. No. I was 31. But that song, 22, spoke to the experience I was having Mm -hmm. of being a graduate student single in my early 30s. Many of my classmates were 22. Yeah. So I thought about 2012 Paige Mm -hmm. and... The the verse that really stood out about that is from 22, it's lines 29 and 30, and it says, we're happy, free, confused, and lonely in the best ways. It's miserable and magical. And I feel like that perfectly summarizes seminary, graduate school, college in a nutshell. Right? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're free and happy but also so confused on what's going on. And the work is hard. Yes. But it's also magical to learn these stories that are now influencing our jobs, our work, Uh our podcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, what were yours? So mine, as we've said when we first started this, we were just going to pick one song from the re-release or our first listen and then the second listen. As we also said, we make up the rules to our own podcast, and this is one of the times that I'm invoking that rule change. Fair enough. And I have two songs. Okay. All right. Let's hear them. Um, And I did sort of the same thing with you. I wasn't so much remembering of what I was listening to when I first heard this album, because you said, I don't really remember listening to this a lot Mm -hmm. when it first came out. Maybe I listened to it like the first time through, but it wasn't on constant repeat as like Speak Now and Fearless were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was definitely, I was thinking of what was 2012, 2013, 2014 Megan doing with her life, figuring out her life. And a lot of it is I had moved home from college four years previously and trying to figure out where I fit in with friend groups mm-hmm. from high school, from college, from now post-college. How does that really happen? And you know, friendships change as we get older. And I think the line that really hit me was from the song last, the last time. And it's verses or lines 13 through 15. It's, this is the last time I'm asking you this, put my name at the top of your list. This is the last time I'm asking you why. And one of the first times I heard it, I think it was as I was driving down Delaware for something for seminary this past week and just heard it and I was just like oh wow it's like I heard that lyric for the first time Mm. because like as you know we listen to the songs and we sometimes tune it out because we're doing other things Mm -hmm. but I just was like oh there are so many friendships that no fault to either party it's just they change right yeah and it's you want to be put on their list again, but you know things have changed. Right. So you find out how things happen regardless. Mm-hmm. But that was definitely the line where I could see myself, that post-college kid going, put me on your list. Like, I want to be a part of things. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, 38-year-old Megan's like, no, that's okay. That friendship was for that season. Right. It's okay that things have changed. Yeah. And 
State of Grace is another song that is just so good. And I know we're going to be talking about it a lot later too. But there are two verses that as I heard it, I was just like, huh, this is when I, 2012 to 2014 is when I was starting to figure out my call to ministry. Okay. And the line, and I never saw you coming and I'll never be the same. And I was like, if that could be the footnote to my call story, there we go. That's relate to that. (laughs) I never saw this coming. You know, 2012, Megan would not believe where she is right now. Right. She would not believe that she's a pastor, that she's sitting doing a podcast with a great friend talking about Jesus and Taylor. Like she'd been like, I'm sorry, you're doing what? (laughs) But I'll never be the same. Right. And once I accepted my call, I never became the same. I was a new person. I realized who I was supposed to be. And hearing that line, I was just like, I know she's talking about a guy that she's in love with or wants to be in love with. Mm -hmm. But I'm also like, but it's also life. And figuring out who you're supposed to be. Does that just mean that State of Grace is a Jesus or boyfriend song? Maybe. Maybe a little, right? I think I'm the one that keeps finding them. I think so. But that's okay. Yes, but yeah, no, that one I definitely, it's like, when you say that about faith, about anything, you can never Mm. see this coming. Right. And once you accept Christ and all those things, your life is never the same. No, it isn't. And, you know, this whole album is about transition yes and changes and just all of the things right and so as we planned each of these episodes we put up um giant post-it notes because this is who we are yes yes we love office supplies right (laughs) and wrote down different stories different thoughts about each album and moved them around a lot Mm -hmm. became very redliney you know shifted things and it's interesting when we sat down to talk, you were like, I don't know what to do with red. Yes. And I immediately went, I know exactly what to do with red. Yes. So, <laughs> which red, is great. <laughs> right. I think the ones that I struggled with, you had a great, yes. you know, thought for mm-hmm. and vice versa, which is why we're a good team. And yes. We're doing exactly. this yes. together. Yeah. But this whole album is her transition, right? Yeah. From a country artist mm-hmm. to a pop star. Yeah. Right. She, and the pop artist, I mean, I'm not going to take away the artist piece of her, what she does. Mm -hmm. We see her shifting in her um, audience. Yeah. And one of the things that happens when we talk about scripture, when we talk about Jesus, Mm -hmm. is we often will look at stories in an isolated way. Yeah. Right? And not look at what's around them or how they're connected to other things exactly how it's not just a moment of the day it's a whole entire day a whole week a whole part of his ministry right and there are three stories Mm -hmm. that we talk about separately yes and often not during the same time of the year exactly that happen chronologically in the gospel of Matthew. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to give credit to Brian McLaren who wrote about this in his devotional book. We make this road by walking. Mm. He was the first one to point this out to me. And I read through the gospels in seminary, but didn't make the connection that he makes. So the first story is very familiar. It's the feeding of the Mm 5,000, right? Jesus has a bunch of people. They use, um, to, fish and five loaves of bread mm-hmm. and feed 5,000 men, not counting women and children. Yes. 
and they have 12 baskets of leftovers. Mm -hmm. Okay. After he leaves that experience, mm -hmm. Jesus meets a woman. Yes. It's always a woman. It always is. Right? When well, the big things happen, there's a woman there. Thank God. Seriously. Right? Spoiler alert. A lot of the great stories with Jesus involve a woman. Right. And, and often an unnamed woman. An unnamed woman. And this woman, her story is also told in Mark. Yes. But in Matthew, she is called the Canaanite woman. Mm -hmm. uh, there were no Canaanites anymore in the first century. Yeah. And we'll come back to why that was. Yeah. Momentarily. But this woman meets Jesus. Mm -hmm. Her daughter is sick and she says, Jesus, yeah. cure my daughter. Yeah. Right. Jesus is not his best self in his no, response, right? He says to her, I didn't come for you, right? He mm -hmm. says, I was only sent to the lost sheep in the house of Israel. And she looks at him, and I love this. She oh, it is kneels, such a great answer and she, a response. Right? She kneels before him, and we're yes. going to read it. Actually, this is from the New Revised Standard Version. She says, Lord, help me. It is, and he says, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw mm -hmm. it to the dogs. The implications of that, right? The yes. children are the children of Israel. Yes. The dogs are everyone else. Yes. Ooh, he's, Jesus. he's saying a lot in just that one verse. Right. And she responds. She says, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat mm. the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Mm. This woman challenged the savior of the world. Yes. And in meeting her, mm -hmm. everything changes for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's so powerful. He says back to her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. Mm -hmm. And her daughter is healed instantly. Yes. Jesus yes. continues on his way. He uh -huh. heals a whole bunch of people. Yes. And then, as he does. As, like he does, right? <laughs> yeah. So Jesus being Jesus, he again has a crowd before him who is hungry. Mm -hmm. This time there are 4,000. Yes. Men, not women and children. Yes. And again, we have a small offering. Mm -hmm. Seven loaves of bread and a few small fish. Mm -hmm. And... Again, the disciples are like, we can't feed everybody with this. And Jesus yeah. says, try me. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I, really? Did you not see what happened last time we did this? Right. We We're just, gonna do this again. We just did this, right? Yeah. yeah. So again, he feeds the multitudes, mm -hmm. right? And this is such a powerful moment when you know all the details, right? Yeah. After the meal, mm -hmm. there are seven baskets of food left over. Mm -hmm. And before there were, what, 12? 12. Yes. Now, many scholars believe that mm -hmm. the 12 baskets left over after feeding the 5,000 represented the 12 tribes of Israel. Yes. Scholars also suggest that the seven baskets remaining, and I would say the seven loaves they started with, yeah. are represented, representative of a group of seven. Mm -hmm. There were seven groups of people who the Israelites stole land from yeah. when they came into the promised land and the stories mm -hmm. told um, in the earliest parts of the Hebrew Bible. Yeah. 
those seven included Canaanites, mm -hmm. right? So meeting this woman changes Jesus' understanding of why he's here. Mm -hmm. He's no longer yeah. only come for the lost sheep of Israel. Yeah, he's now here for everyone. For everyone. Yeah. We're part of that everyone. Right. I mean, we did, an, and my sister did like the DNA thing, and, yeah. and we had like a tiny bit of maybe possibly Jewish heritage, but yeah. mostly we're British. Yeah. Like, yeah. The power of that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Changes everything for Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And changes everything for all of us. Right. And it's just such a beautiful moment again with a woman that changes everything. So if you remember from our last episode, we talked about the woman at the well mm -hmm. and how she went and changed everything by mm -hmm. telling the story of what happened at the well for her. Right. We're going to get some more women in some other yeah. albums that Paige and I are just so excited oh, to share with you. Yes. Probably some of our favorite women exactly. in the Bible. Um, well, I do love the Canaanite woman. Yes. And one of my things that I love that as you were sitting and talking, I was remembering when these authors of the Gospels, they use a lot of descriptive words mm -hmm. of how to describe. You will notice a lot of the healing stories um, or stories like this. We never get a name. Right. It's the Canaanite woman, the woman at the well, the blind man, the man healed with mud, mm -hmm. the man by the pool. The garrison demoniac. Yeah. You know, just those things. Mm -hmm. But we also get a lot of those descriptions in Taylor's music. Yes. It's just a lot of this, also this imagery of, you know, driving a car or just all these different things that we get mm -hmm. in both ways that we don't know who she's talking about. Right. But from context clues of images of things we know from media, mm -hmm. we can surmise who we know she's talking about. Right. Just like we get context clues from Jesus. We know about the Canaanite woman. Right. We know about these other women because of their descriptions. Mm -hmm. But then we also get some other women that we get their names for. Right. You know, so we get both and. We do. And this story, much like especially the re-release of this album, yeah. makes more sense mm -hmm. when you place it in context. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There's more power to this story when mm -hmm. we see it surrounded by these two feedings of the multitude. Uh-huh. Yeah. And... I love this transitional moment for her. Mm -hmm. uh, but Taylor has another song yeah. on this album, a specific one. I referenced uh, Everything Changes uh -huh. here. I think that's really the Canaanite woman in Jesus' song. Yes. Um, but she's got another one where she does something Jesus does. Do you want to tell us about Red? Yes. Okay. I was like, where are we going with that? <laughs> because we talk about many different songs, and one of the things that you know, as we were doing this, I was like, oh, I don't know where I'm going with any of these things. But Paige just put in a note here that said, Red, the kingdom of God is like. I immediately went, yes. You don't need to give me other any context, but yes. So the song Red is a lot of Taylor's descriptions of things are like. This yes. is like. Love is like. Dating you is like this. Mm-hmm. 
you know, driving a fast car, driving this on a dead end street. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You know, all of these things. And Jesus does that with the kingdom of God. Yes. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of God is fill in the blank. It's mm. as I think I put in our note and make sure you check our show notes on our website, pastorswifties.com. Yep. I just chose two verses from Matthew 13, 31 through 33 and 44 through 52. And I said, one of many scriptures, Right. because you really just need to Google the kingdom of God is like, what did Jesus say? And you will get a multitude of how he described this place Mm -hmm. or this thing. State of being? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The state of grace. Oh, ooh. Well done, Megan. Thank you. Thanks. That was, there's so, you know, it hit me as I was listening to that song. Uh Uh-huh. I I traveled this week. I went out of town uh, and I drove. So yeah. I had a lot of time yeah. to listen to Red, uh-huh. the re-release, although it's long. So yes. one of my trips was about eight hours, and I think I got through two and a half listens yeah. of the album. Yeah. So uh, as I listened to Red, she was describing love, mm-hmm. right? And how often has somebody said to you or you've said, well, you'll know it when you feel it, uh-huh. right, about love. Yeah. And like, no, please describe. Right. And that's exactly what she's trying to do. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can't use a feeling that nobody's, somebody's never had. Uh Right. Yeah. So she takes physical things Mm -hmm. and uses them. I loved that image of it's like driving a Maserati on a dead end street. Yeah. I've never driven a Maserati. No. I don't drive fast on a dead-end street. No. But I can imagine what that feels like. Yes. Right? Sort of takes your breath away. You're not sure how it's going to end. Right. And you're taking a risk. Yes. A huge risk. Right? Yeah. It's reckless, frankly. It's almost, would you say, fearless? It is. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. (laughs) Um, But Jesus does this too, right? He does. He does. Yeah. The ones that you used, you actually preached on a couple of weeks ago. I did. Yeah. Um, Just how he describes it. And like you said, we don't know what it's like. Mm -hmm. We just hope we know what it's like. You know, you just, you want to know what the kingdom of God is like. And Jesus is like, well, it's like a mustard seed or it's like, a winemaker and his wine people or it's like a king and his servants going out for the Mm -hmm. feast for the wedding it's a man and his two sons it's this and this Mm -hmm. it's all using things that people back then would have understood right right. they would have understood what they meant would have known those images Mm -hmm. you know he, he uses a lot of those let me use this image because you're going to know what it means. Right. Whereas we know, well, Maserati is a fast car. So we know what that, we can imagine what that might feel like. Right. You know, and, you know, he uses this, right. That mustard seed, which mm-hmm. everybody would have known is teeny, teeny, teeny. Yes. And it's it very small. Into a huge cover plant. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or he talks about the kingdom of God is like yeast. Uh-huh. Which is teeny, very teeny, small. Teeny, right. Yeah. And when fed properly, it can grow the bread rise, right? Yes, yeah. And these images help us to understand something that we mm-hmm. might not otherwise get. Yeah, yeah. Right? And we get that in a lot of her songs. Um, as Paige said, when we were first sort of planning this out, we didn't really, I 
didn't know where I was going with Red until I started listening to it nonstop. Right. One of the things that I'm not sure our listeners know, I think our families know how much we listen to this album, but usually once we're done with this episode, we will then start listening to the next album. Right. We transition. Nonstop. Right. I tend to not listen to anything else except for that album. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my stories or my images came from re-listening to it and thinking of just what the different lyrics meant. And the one I thought of, and you thought of it for some other stuff, was the song Treacherous. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first told you this, you're like, no, that's for another thing. And I'm like, but it fits here too. It does. It does. It does. Which is really neat about these stories is that they span eras. Right. Mm-hmm. That just because it's for this era doesn't mean it can't be for another era. Right. Because that's, we have four gospels, so we can just find another version of mm-hmm. this story. But for me, Treacherous, the song that the, this line just kept playing in my head over and over, this slope is treacherous, this path is reckless. And I just immediately went to the disciples as they were standing on the shore and Jesus goes, hey, put down your nets and I will show you how to fish for men. And just sort of being like, huh? (laughs) You want me to do what? Oh, and by the way, you're going to be persecuted. People are going to question everything you do. I'm going to die at the end of this. You're also going to most likely die because of what you're doing and I'm sending you out to do. How would you come and join me? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Like, there was no question, but just this warning of it's going to be treacherous. Right. But it's going to be amazing. Right. This path is reckless. But mm-hmm. I think our title of our al- or of this episode is This Hope is Treacherous. Right. And just to me, that is the disciples. They have this hope, mm-hmm. but they know it's not going to be perfect. They right. know it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. That to me is another beautiful way she does is does images and the way Jesus plays on those and sort of it's gonna be hard Mm -hmm. you're probably gonna get your heart broken you're gonna watch some horrible things but oh the joy you're gonna experience as well do it anyway do it anyway the Mm -hmm. things you're going to see the things you're gonna be a part of like I just that's what makes me so excited about what I get to do. Right. Is that we get to be a part of people's stories of mm-hmm. it's going to be hard. It's going to be messy. You're not going to always understand what you're doing, but just trust. And you're not going to be alone. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Which is the power of the disciples coming yeah, alongside it is. Jesus. There was a another track that made me think about the disciples. Okay. Yeah. Which is Forever Winter. That song is gorgeous. It and is. I didn't have a chance to look it up. It doesn't feel like, it's not a love song to me. No, I don't it, think it is. It feels like she is reassuring a friend of hers who's struggling, mm-hmm. right? She says, I'll fall to the floor if you weren't here. Yeah. Um, I'll be your summer. Uh-huh. You won't be alone. Yeah. The, the end of it, she says, um, you may not believe everything. And I'm going to mm-hmm. quote this wrong. Yeah. Um, but believe that I'll never leave you alone. Mm-hmm. 
And mm. when I heard that, mm. I was reminded of Jesus' last conversation with his disciples where he yeah. says, I'm going to send an advocate to be with you. You yes. won't be alone yeah. in this journey. Yeah. And it just, it made me think of that moment. That's yes. called the farewell discourse. And uh, I really did. I liked Forever yeah. Winter. It, it grew on me yes. as I listened to yeah. this. This album, she does something, though, that she doesn't do, I think, on the others. Okay. She has multiple versions. She does. Of two songs. She does. She does. And so the two versions of the two songs she has, we first have the all too well that we know. Mm -hmm. But then we finally get the all too well 10-minute version. Yes. Um. So we get more of the story. We do. We only get like four and a half minutes of the story, but then we get 10 minutes and 13 seconds. I only know that because Taylor says that during the concert, that do you have 10 minutes and 13 seconds left to give me? And of course the answer is yes, because we need to scream this song. Right. We need to. And I think that all too well, immediately I was like, that is how the gospels tell the different stories. Yes. Because there are some gospels where we get, here's the highlights. I'm just going to give you the cliff notes version of what just happened. Thank you, Mark. Jesus was born and things then happened. Right. I mean, a little bit more detail, but not much. But then we get Matthew and Luke and it's, let me give you the genealogy of Jesus for 13 generations. Well, and let me take (laughs) the stories that you First readers yeah. may have already read written by our friend Mark. Uh-huh. But we're um, gonna give you so many more details. We're gonna give you more. We're gonna expand yes. on that story. Yes. So you hear something different. Uh-huh. So that's mm-hmm. your all too well 10-minute version of we get more of the story. We get more of hey Jake, where's the scarf? Right. Moments of fabulous lines that we can't say on the podcast, but you know what they are. <laughs> And what's brilliant about this track yes. is it doesn't just open up yes. all too well. Mm-hmm. As I listened to the 10-minute version and mm-hmm. then went back and listened to the album again, yes. I was like, oh, this unlocks little things. It does, yeah. It, it, it makes it clear mm-hmm. who she's talking about in the moment I knew, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, we know she's at her birthday party. Yeah. And we know somebody doesn't show up to her birthday party right Mm -hmm. and yeah that piece there's and there's another one about um fire signs yes yes that shows up and you know there were early christians Uh who looked for secret codes Mm -hmm. in the writings and the stories of jesus that i feel a little bit like taylor the 10 minute version is the secret because it's very interesting a lot of the talk when the album first came out was All Too Well is the track five of this album. Mm-hmm. It's a very sad song. Yes. It's a very post-breakup, I'm getting out all of my feelings type of song. Oh, the feels. The very next song is 22. Right. Which is very much not a post-breakup song. It's sort of like a party anthem. Like, I'm excited. The world is great. I'm finally 22. And I'm going to forget about the heartbreak. Yes. What was interesting, there's a very special group of people on TikTok called Swift Talkers, and they dig deep for the Easter eggs or the way things connect. Mm -hmm. I am so envious of them and the way they connect these things that they found the line in the 10-minute version 
it's supposed to be fun turning 21. Mm -hmm. They said their theory is the reason why all too well and 22 are next to each other is so she can have that redemption of her 22nd birthday. She can have that. This is what Mm. my birthday was supposed to be like, but we wouldn't have that if she wouldn't have released the 10 minute version, right? which then unlocks the moment I knew Mm -hmm. and so many other songs, state of grace, holy ground, things that you get with the 10 extra verses or however many of the 10 minute version, it unlocks. It's sort of like, as you said, the code Mm -hmm. to unlock the red album or the code to unlock all these other stories of Jesus. And the one other song that we get two versions of is state of grace, which is the first track on the album. But then we get state of grace, acoustic version. Yes. And two very different feels of the song. And I think, we even get that in the gospel sometimes mm-hmm. as well as one of the gospel writers will write the cheery version or the mm-hmm. more upbeat. The things were wonderful. And then we get the, well, Jesus was really doing this and it was terrible. Things were bad. Right. Things were melancholy. Mm-hmm. We get that version. Well, and you see each of the writers has a different audience, right? They have different people they're trying to reach. They have different Mm -hmm. things that are important to them. Yeah. And so Luke does Mm -hmm. not tell the story of the Canaanite woman or the Syrophoenician woman, as she's called in Mark, Mm -hmm. right? For example, Luke, many believe, was writing to a primarily Jewish community. Yeah. So that transition to I'm here for everybody is less important to him. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, right? Yeah. And... There's something really beautiful to me about mm-hmm. having these many ways to experience these stories yeah. of yeah. Jesus. The images here yeah. is the other really powerful thing about this album. We are looking for yeah. places where she's talking about faith. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think you found a lot of these. I found a couple, but yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So there are two really easy ones just based on title state of grace and holy ground right right real easy thanks taylor for making it really easy for us yes but did she know we were going to do this she's a mastermind she, i mean she she probably has it planned planned out okay. beforehand she just knew right it's she doesn't know us but At all. who knows she may have known you know but those two and then in the all too all time minute version we get the sacred prayer mm-hmm that's you know it's her sacred prayer that this works out or that that you know how much you screwed up well and i feel like in her use of these images of faith mm-hmm. in this album that we have a few others in red she talks about passionate as sin uh-huh. um and she uses the word lord and nothing new yeah um and there's some images in ronin but i don't yes. want to we'll come back to that in a minute yeah. but it's much more about faith as a whole life, a mm-hmm. whole experience yes. thing, right? Yes. It's not, I'm saying my goodnight prayers, great practice. Yeah. Excellent practice. Yes. It's more than that. It's, yeah. This is about my whole experience yeah. of humanity, mm-hmm. of love, of friendship. Just not me. Right. Yeah. Right. And we've talked about that on each album it grows Mm -hmm. just a little bit. And sometimes it's a little bit harder to find it because she's using different images or different Mm -hmm. words, but it's still there. And 
I think one of the beautiful images that we found is in the song Rowan. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in the first album, we got the sort of parking lot, parking space prayer. Mm -hmm. And then we got the I'm blessed because of my brother prayer that we're blessed because of different people that are in our lives. I remember what our prayer was for thankfulness, thankfulness yeah. and speak now. Mm -hmm. But this one, we get a miracle. Right. And which can be very hard, especially when mm -hmm. you're someone that has dealt with someone that has had a sickness or an illness that you know is not going to get better. Right. That you know, you know, and that I think comes some more albums, some other albums mm -hmm. that she has, some other images in as well. But for Rowan, the miracle is, you know, is it the child getting better? Is it that they're getting better because they are now with God, you know, which can also be a very tricky way to look at it. But you had a beautiful, I think those are the actual lines oh, she, from the song. She says um, in this, now you shared with me the story. Yeah. This is Taylor came upon or somebody sent her. I don't know yeah. exactly how she heard the story of this young boy named Ronan mm -hmm. who um, was sick. His yeah. mother is writing a blog, a yeah. Karen Bridge, about him. Type of thing, yes. And she comes to it, asks the woman's permission mm -hmm. to write this story, credits the woman yeah, as she's, a co-writer. Yeah, she's a co-writer. And I believe the single was re released as a charity single to help raise funds for this type of cancer this little boy had. What a great, I mean, this is another yeah. transition in Taylor, right? Yes. She's telling someone yes. else's story. Uh -huh. She's using her power to yeah. help somebody. But there's this great line where she says, maybe the miracle was knowing you and mm -hmm. having you. Yeah. One of the things that when, when, I talk to, <laughs> right, when I talk to people who are dealing with a loss, who are in pain or suffering mm -hmm. or praying for someone who's yeah. in pain or suffering is remembering that when we pray, God works on us. Mm-hmm. And God invites us to see things in new ways, yep. to experience things in new ways. Mm -hmm. One of the gifts in this song is you hear the mother, right? That mm -hmm. Taylor is singing as the mother, I think, um, wanting to make the most of mm -hmm. these final days. Now, yeah. one of the things that I haven't shared with you all about me, I don't know if you know this about me, but uh -huh. I had my call to ministry while working for a hospice. Did not know that. I was uh, in a communications role working at a hospice that changed my view of mm -hmm. the end of life in yeah. big ways yeah. of wanting, needing, hoping that it could be the best it could be for people. Mm -hmm. And that looks a lot of different ways. It does. It does. And that, I think, is what this mother is seeking while also grieving, mm -hmm. right? It's a song of grief. Yeah. That is heart wrenching. And beautiful. Yes. Oh, at the same time. It is, yeah. And being able to, for this mother to get to that place where mm -hmm. she sees the, having had the child, knowing this child, being a part of his life mm -hmm. as being a miracle. Yeah. That, that takes time. Yeah. Grief is hard. It's a journey. We've both been through yes. it. And Still through it. It never goes away. Yeah, it's just ever-changing right the because everything changes everything changes mm -hmm. and you know there's power in her 
sharing this. Yeah. And I love that she shared the proceeds. Yes, yes. And it's just, I believe she's only performed it once, and it was when Rowan's mom was at the concert. Um, If you can find the video on YouTube, I highly recommend it. It is a tearjerker because Taylor has a hard time getting through the song. Um, But it's just a beautiful story, but I think it also shows the way Jesus worked his miracles. Yes. You know, he worked them not just for the person that needed it, but for those around him Mm -hmm. that needed to see that we are lucky to have you, Mm -hmm. that we are lucky to have known you, to have been a better part of your life. And, you know, there's just so many different ways and examples for that. And I know albums coming later, we will get to some more miracle healing stories. Right. Um, Right. But Jesus heals a number of children. He does. Right. He heals the Syrophoenician woman's daughter. Mm -hmm. And of course that miracle is about so much more than healing the child. Yeah. He heals the daughter of Jairus, who's a synagogue leader, again, Mm. about more Uh than the healing of this child. He heals the child of a centurion, a Roman soldier. Yeah. Again, about so much more. Someone that's going to persecute him soon. Right. (laughs) Right. About so much more. The this the miracle in those moments, yes, is the healing. But it's everything else that surrounds it and what it means right. and the deeper meaning of it. Right. Now, there's a time that Jesus doesn't make it in yes. time, right? Yes. Yes. So yes. Uh, this is goes with the song Better Man yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, Jesus doesn't get there in time for his friend Lazarus. No, he does not. He doesn't get there in time. And Lazarus has two sisters who we know as Mary and Martha. Mm -hmm. And they have another encounter with Jesus where Mm -hmm. they host them at their house. Martha, I always think of myself as a Mary because Mm -hmm. I want to sit at Jesus' feet and study. I'm a Martha. All right. For sure. All right. For sure know I'm a Martha. I love this. Martha, Martha. Martha has this gift. Martha calls Jesus out. Two yes. women do this. Martha, the Syrophoenician woman, or the Canaanite woman. Uh-huh. If you know of others, let yeah, us know because yeah. maybe we missed. That's them. a bonus question, right? Um, Martha says to Jesus with her sister Mary, uh, "Make her work." Yeah. yeah, and Jesus says to her, <laughs> "Maybe come and, come and sit down with me as well." Right? Maybe you should be a little bit more like Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. When Jesus doesn't get there in time for their brother Lazarus, Martha says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would still be alive. And she, in that moment, says to Jesus, be better. Says something that I think a lot of us would have said to Jesus. If you would have been here, this wouldn't have happened. Right. Right. And the fact that Martha's willing to say it to Jesus in is front of a whole group of people. In front of a whole group of people. Whole group. Is so I, I don't know. I love I love that moment. Yes. Because yes. we know that feeling, mm-hmm. that anger, that frustration. Yes. All of that. Now at the end of that story, Lazarus is, you know, raised, raised from, from the dead. Yeah. We don't spoiler alert. Have that. No. Right? Yeah. In in our world. Yeah. But to me, they say, I wish you were a better man. She uh-huh. says that in the song, right? Yeah. I still love you. I miss you. But uh-huh. I wish you were a better man. I think that another great part of it is that I wonder what we would have become if you were a better man. 
I wonder what would have happened if you would have actually been here right. or if you would have shown up when we first sent for you. When we told you that our brother was sick, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it just made me think of these two women yes. who, who yes. called Jesus out for, you know, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> for Jesusing in different ways. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, this album does have a, a wealth of things. We've got more in our notes. Yes. And I know we want to share our re-listen verses. Yes. yes. So one of your first listens came from State of Grace. Mm-hmm. Where's your other one? Where's your re-listen from? Holy Ground. Well, we like those religious imagery, don't we? We do. <laughs> because as I was re-listening to this, there were definitely images that I had in my mind. And as we know, mm-hmm. Taylor has some great imagery. And so it's Holy Ground. The first part, both of my verses are from Holy Ground. Um, The first one are verses 12 and 13. And it's tonight I'm going to dance for all that we've been through. Mm. And I just remember growing up when I had a bad day, when something wasn't going right, when I needed to get out some extra emotions, I would dance in my bedroom. Um, I would dance in the living room. I'm an only child. So it was a lot of do things on your own, which is fantastic because I learned how to do a lot of stuff on my own. But it was a lot of dancing on my own, of just getting out whatever I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other th- part of it was tonight I'm going to dance. And it just made me think of our, my grandparents used to have Christmas parties. Okay. And at the end of the Christmas parties, my grandpa and I would dance to whatever Christmas album was on. Um, and so I just, as I was listening to this, I just pictured the two of us mm-hmm. dancing in his living room. and. Aww. Our family's been through a lot. So we were probably mm-hmm. dancing through whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. But then the other one I thought it was, and right there where we stood was holy ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a pastor. Surprise. I've told both of my congregations a lot that where we do our work, where we do our things is holy mm-hmm. ground. God has blessed this ground that we are working on, that we're doing mm-hmm. ministry on. Um, when I preach, I feel that I am standing on holy ground as I am preaching. Um, I will sometimes preach barefoot just to be able to ground myself Mm -hmm. onto that holy ground. Um, but I also thought of walking and standing on the physical holy ground of Israel when I was there in January Mm -hmm. and February and just being able to stand in the places where Jesus said these words, when he did these holy things, when he healed these people, when he talked to the woman at the well. Oh, yes. To stand there there and to drink from that same well, Mm -hmm. I knew that was holy ground. Right. Um, Right. There's a lot of other holy ground imagery that hopefully we will touch on Mm -hmm. someday with more episodes. Right. Those two were just, that song, I just remember listening to it the first time and being like, yep. And even more so now this, you know, this is where we stood. This was holy ground. Mm -hmm. I'm going to dance out everything so yes i don't know if you had this experience i was in israel two years before yes right it was the last trip i took before covid Uh uh-huh yeah Uh, we danced on the sea of galilee we did not because it was a little rainy and rocky all right so i i have had the privilege of traveling with our bishop a couple of times yes and i have now danced with her on several continents on several continents um to let's see is the cupid shuffle it is, is the cupid shuffle one of i think her, we call it the bishop shuffle now because she does it so much right it's one of her favorites but as you were talking 
uh-huh. about being on holy ground. I thought I danced on holy ground. Yeah. And there were people in our trip who were really uncomfortable with that. They okay. didn't like it. Yeah. And so we all experience these things differently. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. love, I love those. Two. Yes, and that sort of ties into your songs that you talked about for your re-listen. Yeah, I really struggled with this. It yeah. took me a long time to figure out which ones mm-hmm. they were. Yeah. Right. So the first one came from Starlight, mm-hmm. which is another dance. You know, yeah. she talks about we danced um, as if we're made of starlight, mm-hmm. which if you have ever been to or heard my Ash Wednesday message, mm-hmm. I talk about an image of stardust. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that speaks to me. But yeah. in particular, there was a line um, that says, he said, look at you worrying so much about things you can't change. You'll spend your whole life singing the blues if you keep thinking that way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this is one of the reasons that a forever winter struck me as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I struggle with depression. Yeah. And so it can be really easy to get lost in the negativity. Yeah. And so I loved this reminder of you'll sing the blues mm-hmm. if you keep thinking that way. Um, but then the invitation is let's dance like we're made mm-hmm. of starlight. Yeah. I loved that. It's so yes. beautiful. Yes. The other is just like hat tip to Taylor yes. for your ability to put words together. Mm-hmm. And it comes from Treacherous. Yes. And this one struck me right the first time I listened to it. And then I sort of forgot about it mm-hmm. and came back to it. Yeah. Uh, and there's a line in Treacherous that is it's um, 16 through 18. And it says, we are all, all we are is skin and bone mm-hmm. trained to get along, forever going with the flow. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's delectable yeah, to me. It is. Right? It is. It's such a beautiful image of what it is to be human. It is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're, we're all skin and bone. Mm-hmm. Trained yeah. to get along. Yes. Forever yes. Going with the flow. And I love that image. So it's less of a like guiding verse uh-huh. as yeah. it is a oh Taylor. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that one. Yes. And just to briefly touch on it for our track five, track five from this album is um all too well. And I think Paige picked a perfect story for this. And it's the Canaanite woman. Right. It's where everything changes. Um, well, that's another track on the album, but this is definitely the song that changes how Jesus does his ministry right. and how everything comes after that. Right. And I love that, like last week, mm-hmm. it involved a woman. Yes. So yes. what if this is such a fun album, it, it is, is long. Yeah. I am ready for the next one. Yes, I think we all are. Um, and it's really going to be exciting because a lot of the songs we will hear for the very first time because it's 1989 and it gets re-released on Friday. I'm so excited. 1989 TV. Yes. October 27th. Yes. And it's actually being released on the nine-year anniversary of when the first 1989 was released, which I think is very interesting because she's taking back that date as well. And she talked about this album as being one of her her favorite re-record at this point. Yes. At this point. We'll get more into that next week. But Don't worry. Yes. We are so excited to share this with you. Uh, I hope you get to listen to it. Yes. In the weeks ahead, in the you know week ahead. There might be something fun posted on Friday to go along with this album. We'll see. Yeah. Depends on how the, you know, deliveries happen. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Or the technology works. Or technology. So yes. 
so excited to share 1989 with you all next week. Yes. But before we go, we want to tell you what we're doing on Sunday. Yes. Our Sunday question um, is our, what red Jesus story would you put in? So what story from this red era would you put in for him? Um, do you think this is a good track five, this Canaanite woman, or do you have something else that would you put in there? Or what are your verses or your verse from this album? Yeah. We'd love to hear what you would put or what you would pick as your verses from Red. Right. And you can share those on Instagram on Sunday, mm -hmm. or you can comment on our show notes uh, mm -hmm. right on our website, pastorswifties.com. And we thank you for joining us. We want to remind you to subscribe mm -hmm. wherever it is that you get podcasts. I think we're everywhere now. Yes. And uh, leave us a review if you feel so moved. Mm -hmm. uh, it helps other people find this. And please share yes. this with somebody who you think might be interested. We're trying really hard to make sure that we're going to share the stories of Taylor Swift and share the stories of Jesus Mm -hmm. with people who may or may not know one or the other. Yes. Uh, I met, I saw some people this weekend who kept asking, well, I don't know Taylor Swift. Could I still, yes, I think yeah. you would. And somebody said, well, but I, I want to share this with my friend who loves Taylor Swift, but she doesn't know that she's, oh, perfect. We're trying to tell those stories. Yes. So we invite you to share. Um, keep coming back next week, 1989. But before we go, we have a PS from your pastor Swifties. Yes. Let us pray. God of everything that changes, thank you for walking along with us on this holy ground. We know this road will get treacherous and things are not always a state of grace. Be with us, be in all that we do. Help us to make every ground holy. Help us to know how to describe your kingdom in all of the things that we see around us and the colors on the trees and the way they are turning into beautiful shades of red. God, we are so, so thankful for your love and the miracles that you work in each one of our lives. We thank you for these things and pray in your son's most holy name. Amen. Amen. Friends, as you go from here, I invite you to dance. Whether you're feeling like starlight, whether it's by the refrigerator light, or whether you need to dance on holy ground, dance with your story and with your faith so that others might see the joy and hope that it brings in your life. Have a great week. Have a great week.